Discussing Movie Podcast. Every week we discuss a movie and then one of us suggests the next movie for us to watch and discuss. All the movies are available from the major streaming services so you can participate right along with us. I'm your host, Dale Maxfield. I'm joined by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Christine Deacon. Hi. Josh Dean. Hello there. And Zach Rowland. And today we're going to be talking about uh, a movie called... Bum, bum, bum. Didn't... Why didn't it update? Hold, please. Damn Windows updates. No, I have... All of my notes seem to have disappeared. Hold on. I, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do this without those. Hang on. So there we were. Recording a podcast. Zach, are you going to do Last Night in Soho? Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, go ahead. I just, I, I, I saw that you'd seen that this week, so I didn't know. Oh, did it? Did it come out? Fair enough. How, how was it? Not, 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 not Dune. Not Dune. Only uh, last night in Soho. Yeah. <laughs> Can, yeah. The trailers have made it look so good. So good. At the very least, visually impressive. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right. Yeah. Other than that, I don't really... I watched... um, Yeah, mostly just like my same TV shows. So I've been trying to catch up on a lot of the, you know... Our movie this week is Only Yesterday... And the synopsis for that is a 27-year-old office worker travels to the countryside while reminiscing about her childhood in Tokyo. Um, Nice and simple and generic. Um, (laughs) First, we'll talk about what we've been watching lately that uh, we want to tell people about. Um, I watched Challenger The Final Flight on Netflix. It's a docuseries about the Challenger disaster. Uh, really well done, really well told, um, goes into all the reasons why that happened and the safety measures and precautions that they put in place to correct that so that the space program could continue. Um, and also talking about why, you know, we discontinued the, the shuttle program, um, when we did and why we've moved on to other things. So, um, Particularly for people that lived through that, it was kind of neat to see it with a bit of hindsight um, brought up in the documentary. So, uh, Aaron, how about you? Uh, so, I 
haven't watched much new lately, but I did watch uh, Mayhem again the other night. Hmm. Uh, good office virus movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if if you've ever seen it, I I absolutely love Samara we, Weaving. We did it on the show, didn't we? Um, I don't I don't think we did. We might have talked about it. Oh, okay. But um, <clears throat> watch that. I I love everything Samara Weaving does. Yeah, like sh- she was amazing in Ready or Not, Guns Akimbo, um, uh, the Babysitter films, all great. Just absolutely love her, and can't wait to see what she does next. Uh, but out outside of that, I haven't watched much. Okay, Christine, how about you? I watched uh, a movie called Censor on Hulu. Uh, It was about a girl whose sister disappeared uh, when she was younger in uh, the woods one day when they were out. And she later became a, a censor for videos that, like, are in Britain that called Video Nasties, the Uh horror films, you know, um, and she was doing this to try to prevent bad things from happening to other people, she thought, but she was also, like, on the lookout for her sister because she thought her sister was still out there somewhere. But you kind of get this idea that maybe she did something to her sister. And then she sees uh, a video by a director. um, And she is like, oh, I think this guy knows what happened. Because it is very similar to a memory she has with her sister. And Mm -hmm. so she hunts this guy down and tries to figure out if he knows anything and it takes a bizarre like not a necessarily bizarre bizarre turn at the end but takes yeah. a very interesting turn at the end yeah what was the name of it again censor censor yeah it sounds a bit like that uh georgie scott movie uh hardcore hardcore i don't know if you've seen that one christine but uh mm. It has kind of a similar premise. Um, George C. Scott plays a man who is searching for his missing daughter and starts to realize that she's still alive, but she has fallen in with the wrong crowd. And he realizes this for sure when he tracks down a copy of a stag film that she's in. So that's where... uh, the famous phrase turn it off turn it off comes from <laughs> so josh how about you uh yeah i uh, uh watched a japanese movie called uh quaiden uh, or maybe quaiden i'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it on hbo okay. max um it is a three-hour movie about japanese folk tales with supernatural twists to them mm-hmm. um it's uh, very beautifully shot. It's from 1964. Um, it's very deliberately paced, so you've uh, you've got to be wide awake when you start it because you will not be by the time it's over. But uh, it's a <coughs> wonderful movie. Um, 
I I really enjoyed it. And uh, in, if you've watched um, any of uh, Kurosawa's movies, you'll recognize a couple of regulars in it. Um, but yeah, uh, for the spooky time of year, any time of year, um, I would recommend uh, recommend Quieten. How do you spell it? K W A I D E N. Japanese movie, Korean movie, yep. Japanese. Cool. Yep. By Kobayashi. Zach, how about you? Yeah, I went to uh, AMC as my uh, favorite joint to uh, see new films coming out, and in uh, Dolby Cinema, I watched um, Last Night in Soho, uh, the new Edgar Wright film. Um, it's a lot different than most of Edgar Wright's stuff, I think, um, and um, you know it's getting some notoriety. Uh, but you know the idea essentially is that a young girl goes to uh, fashion school and 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 ends up in this crazy time warp of uh, murder mystery. Um, I enjoyed it. I I've, I really like a lot of Edgar Wright's stuff, and I think that um, visually it's it's very beautiful to watch, especially a lot of the 1960s stuff. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of really cool tricks and things that they do um, with uh, how they um, how they put uh, the main character Eloise into. Uh, the uh, other main character, Sandy, in, in sort of that situation um, and following her and her life and everything. Um, I, I will say it's probably not what you think. Um, it's de- It definitely wasn't what I, I thought it was going to be. Like I, I had a decent idea what I felt like the movie was going to be about. And then um, I did happen to see something somewhere about someone said something about a twist and I was like, okay, well I'll try to figure out this twist. And I definitely did not figure it out until the moment when they want you to figure it out. Um, so, you know, good on you, Edgar, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was enjoyable. And I mean, I don't know if necessarily you have to see it in the movie theaters. Um, if you have a really nice TV at home or a nice system, you'll, you'll get that same effect. Uh, in the Dolby cinema, I do appreciate the fact that it does really, the contrast is a lot better. So um, there's a lot of scenes in, in the nighttime, in the dark, and it does help to have that extra contrast. So that was, it was nice to see it in that. Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, something that has been confusing to me, and I think by extension has been confusing to people that are less tech savvy than me, um, the difference between a 4K television and a laser projection system are like they're actually those those two things are closer to each other it it, it was actually the projector that had to catch up because mm-hmm. things like HDR and high contrast um you can't you can't do that with an optical uh projection right cuz you're not talking about pixels you're you know, you've got a tiny, tiny image and it can only be so big and then you're projecting it out into everything. And so um, the laser projection is the thing that changes that to where it is firing, you know, 8K of pixels at the screen and it can do that. Yeah, even seeing films in like standard IMAX as compared to IMAX with laser, completely Mm -hmm. different. IMAX with laser is like a thousand times better than normal IMAX. The, and normal think, IMAX is pretty good, but yeah. I think the first time I saw uh, a laser screen was when we went to see, was it the Lego Movie 2 when I was out there? 
In L.A.? Yeah. Yeah. At yeah. the TCL. It, yeah, and it blew my mind. Like, animation just looked so good on that brighter, darker display. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So and I saw Avengers Endgame there as well, and I saw, I think I saw Infinity War on a Cinemark, what is it, 4XD or something like that? Uh-huh. Um, but then I saw Endgame at the TCL Chinese Theater, and I think the Endgame looked a lot better uh, than... Yeah. Than it did at the than Infinity War did. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Um, so our movie was only yesterday. It was my suggestion, which means I have to stop talking for a bit, except to keep the podcast rolling along. <laughs> so, Zach, let me start with you. What did you think of Only Yesterday? Yeah, I am a Studio Ghibli fan. Um, uh, I have a lot of, uh, Miziaki's, uh, stuff. Um, I think that's, he's probably my favorite director of, of all of the, the Studio Ghibli, um, films. And so this is not one that I had seen, but I, you know, I was familiar with the style of animation. Um, and of course the, uh, the way that they do the voice dubs. Um, <laughs> and so, um, this one in particular, I will say, like I think, like you mentioned, Dale, it's kind of just one of those ones that you can kind of put on, and you you get the gist of the story or what's happening, um, mm-hmm. and, and you don't necessarily have to one hundred percent pay attention to it. Um, I liked some of the things that that happened though in the story, in terms of her reminiscing about her childhood, uh, and I think that that really that like spoke true. Um, obviously, you know, that's uh, different cultures and, and different time periods and things like that. But there's a lot of the same stuff, especially when they got into the uh, talking about the difference between boys and girls. And I just recall back to my elementary school days when we had the talk and it was boys in one room and girls in another room. And then after the after the talk, everyone came out and it was jokes for days. And, you know, everyone had something to say. And, you know, yeah, of course, like when they were like, oh, you're going to, yeah, I'm going to catch your period. And it's just like, <laughs> so, yeah, so funny. Um, so I thought that was, I was probably one of my favorite parts just because it like, it, it just really reminded me. So I think that's what the film does well is that it helps you to also, um, look back at your own life and look back at things and um, how they, how they came to fruition and and what you expected of the world as opposed to what happens in the world. Um, Of course, her love of the countryside, I think is beautiful, especially in the culture of Japan and them talking about, you know, the difference between living in the city and then people out in the country, but then yet how everything is still touched by man um, and how I think that's like something that they're, you know, it's like, it's not totally, you know, nature necessarily like this irrigation does this and, you know, farming does this and all this stuff, you know, and she's kind of blown away by that. But I think that it's, it's fun to watch her character still continue to grow. Um, Cause maybe she, maybe she feels like she's not capable or not capable, but like she just hasn't grown or hasn't changed or I don't know. There's just a lot where she's, she's always discovering, which is really nice. Um, and it's comforting to her that she's discovering. Yeah, yeah. It's not daunting. It's not scary. It's it's enlightening, which I think is important. Which I mean, it gives it that that tone um, to where you know, like there are some things that do happen throughout the film. The slap was like the the biggest part to me, where I was just like, huh? 
<laughs> um, man, and so it's just so done so well through animation too. Um, and her dad, what a what an interesting study of a character in that capacity. I mean, just the family dynamic that they have all together um, was very interesting. So there was there was just a lot of fun moments. I, I like that it didn't necessarily drag. I mean, it is a long film; it's almost two hours, but at the same time. It's almost like it's it's cut up into sections that are palpable so that you don't feel like it's just nothingness. Like there is a very heartwarming story to it. And I and I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh Aaron, how about you? So I I had seen this movie before. Um <clears throat> I'm a I'm a big fan of Studio uh Ghibli. Um I love uh, Takahata films. He uh, Takahata was the director of this film, and he he also made one of my favorite animated movies of all time called Grave of the Fireflies. That's Um, a great one. Just absolutely fantastic at giving a slice of life, even in the most horrific of circumstances. Um, This movie. Man, I, I actually had to look into why it didn't come to America for so long, and it's ridiculous as to why. But, um, gosh, it, it's such a fantastic film. Uh, they got a stellar voice cast, you know, Daisy Ridley and Dev Patel. You know, I'll watch anything Dev Patel's in. Um, why did it take so long to come out here? Because, so for the longest time, Disney had exclusive rights in America to to distribute, distribute. and they refused to distribute this one because she gets her period. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, isn't that something? It took 25 years because she got her period. That's crazy because I'm sorry to cut in real quick, but I was just watching Hocus Pocus the other night because of the of Halloween, and there is some stuff in Hocus Pocus that did not age well, and yet that's been like a Disney film from the beginning almost. You know, I, that's insane to me. Well, Disney's yeah. been around long enough to know how not to make a film that doesn't age well, which yeah. is why their stuff is so middle of the road and so. You know, uh, story-wise, it's always, you know, extremely predictable. Sanitized. And <laughs> the only way they know how to how to duck that expectation is to make the villain movies, the Cruellas and the Maleficents, and turn the good guys into bad guys, and the bad guys into good guys. So. But, they all get know, their periods. Everybody. <laughs> everybody. It hits, a, it hits us all. So this this movie, it really tripped me out the very first time I watched it because I had to watch the end again because the 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 music while while the movie is dubbed, the music is not. And at the very end during the final scene, which is absolutely phenomenal, um, they have a song playing, and I'm I'm sitting there. I'm like, I know this song. I know the song. What it what is happening? So I had to watch it again, and it's it's the Japanese version of the Rose by uh, by Bette Midler, mm-hmm. and 
it just like if there is any song that is gonna drive a movie home like it's the rose uh and that with how the movie was done um i i love the animation style uh so you know it, studio studio ghibli ha- they have their own animation style but this one this one took some interesting turns because if you watch the um uh her, her name's taiko right Ta- taiko she as an adult the colors and the lines are very crisp they're uh they're very full and dark but when she has a flashback, it goes very impressionist, mm-hmm. and the the colors become lighter, dreamier, um, even even to the outsides of the picture frame. You have sections that are not quite complete, like up in the up in the corner, you'll have uh, just just a white area, like the wall will end. And you'll see you'll see white kind of like a dream sequence. Yeah, uh, and and they use that to separate. You know, this is this is reminiscing. This is actually happening because there is some crossover, uh, specifically the the final scene uh, in the train. But just just the way they were able to weave the story in and out from from future to or, or present to past it was it was just a master class in in animation and i i absolutely love this film all right i think you, i'm you doing really all right so far <laughs> josh how about you yeah um i i like this movie a lot i hadn't seen it before i um told a friend I was watching a studio Ghibli movie and they were, I was trying to explain the plot and they were like, and then a witch shows up. I was like, Nope. Uh, like, and then some ghosts <laughs> pop out. I'm like, Nope, no ghosts. And then a giant cat gets there. Nope, no giant cat. <laughs> so, uh, it That's was, see nobody, none of us experienced it as children <laughs> because it didn't come out when it was right. supposed to. Yeah. Cause yeah, I would have been in what elementary school maybe, or, uh, early middle school when this came out. So right of the age that this is set. Um, it, yeah, it came out yeah. in the ni- age that my son is, who I watched oh. it with. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. I want to hear about how that went. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I thought Dev Patel did a great job. I was not a huge fan of Daisy Ridley's vocal performance. Um, I it felt a little stilted to me at times, but um, the rest of the cast I thought did an amazing job. Tara Strong was in there too, who uh, does a lot of animated stuff. Um, for uh, I know her from like DC animated projects and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, beautifully illustrated, uh, animated. Um, I almost didn't watch the ending because I thought the movie was over. <laughs> and uh, then I was like, wait, 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 wait. Okay, something else is happening. Something else is happening. Um, so I almost missed that ending, which I would have been a sh- real shame if I had. Um, it's uh, At times I wondered why it was animated and not a live action movie because it, it doesn't lean into the fantastical very much in terms of, again, like Ghibli movies usually do. Um, but... Uh, I just liked Aaron's explanation really well there about the uh, the, the the flashbacks being so different from the uh, 
present yeah, day stuff. It, it, that that I think is the the benefit of a a second and third viewing of it, mm. um, because all Studio Ghibli movies share a similar pacing style. Mm. They're very slow and very deliberate, but there's always so much going on on the screen. And even if it looks like everything is still, it's there so that you really notice it mm-hmm. and really, really pull it out. So if the first time you watch it, you get the story and you kind of get some of the ideas they're putting in there, then yeah, like Aaron was saying, like the visual stuff suddenly starts to fit in and you see how that works into the theme as well. And Right. Exactly. I, I did like little touches like the um, the inserts of like the Puma logo or the E.T. Uh, touching fingers, stuff like that. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I really like this movie. Um, I uh, was definitely surprised how much I liked it, considering um, I never heard of it before. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, thumbs up. Christine. It's down to you. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, uh, when you had first and you when you had first suggested the movie, I was like, "Oh, great! I'm gonna cry," because mm-hmm. uh, I'd seen *Grave of the Fireflies* and everything, and that movie is just so sad. And so I was like, "Oh no, it's gonna make me cry. I'm mean, just gonna be crying all the time." <laughs> <laughs> And, like, some of the animation in this film, like, reminded me so much of Grave of the Fireflies, just, like, the different Mm -hmm. scenes, uh, because the animation styles are so similar, um, and it's just beautiful, but, um, I also like how well it translates between now and then, too, like, uh, it holds up so well. Because there are people now, too, that are like, oh, I can go and work on a farm for, like, ten days while I have this time off. And then they realize when they're there, they're like, oh, I uh, I really don't know what it's like to do this all the time. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. she does. And she's like, um, maybe I was just acting like I knew what I was doing and... Maybe I should reconsider my life choices. Yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there are definitely people like that now. Um, so, uh, but I I really enjoyed uh, the stylistic choices, like Aaron was saying as well. Um, and I related a lot to uh, bringing your younger self with you. Um, I feel like I bring my younger self with me a lot, so I understand where she's coming from there. And being not too far away from Tycho's age, uh, older Tycho's age, I can relate to where she's coming from there, too. Especially the whole, like, everybody pressuring her to get married and stuff like that. Um, Like, okay, I see where you're coming from, but no. (laughs) I'm good right now. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, uh, to keep tradition, I'll say what the hell me. Uh, It sounds like (laughs) I I chose well, um, at least for this crowd. Um, So 
yeah, based on everything you guys said, um, you can probably imagine how magical it was for me to discover this movie with my son. Um, I had not seen it before that. And the only reason we watched it was I said to him after I got back from my grandmother's funeral, if you had a whole day to spend with me, what would we do? And he said, we'd watch a studio Ghibli movie. And I'd seen, I'd showed him all the ones that I'd seen at this point because I, I like them and I think the kids would like them as well. But this was one that like, I read the synopsis and was like, come on, really? And just didn't want to go there and letting go of that and just watching it with him. It was like, he's picking up what this movie's putting down and I'm picking it up on a whole different level. And that's a cool experience for us to have together. Um, I, to me, the movie is a really good discussion on the idea that time is relative. Um, that, the future always seems far away and the past, it, it, it can't get away from you fast enough. Um, but there's all the stuff that you hang on to um, as you go. Um, y- you learn from everyone around you's mistakes and successes. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, I, I think people see a lot of truth in it and, and that's what makes it, um, what makes it amazing. Um, Zach, I don't know if you have seen it, but there's a documentary on Miyazaki. No, I know of it, but I have not seen it. It's fantastic. Yeah. You would absolutely love it. It would be like if Walt Disney were still alive and what his whole philosophy is at this point. Yeah, It's just it incredible. Um, you know, after watching... 20 something hours of animation that this guy's done. Like listening to him talk for two hours is well worth it. Oh yeah. Um, and Aaron was talking to, you know, we, we talked about how, uh, uh, it didn't come out here because it has periods in it. Right. Which is an interesting way to contrast, the values of the United States versus the values of Japan, where Japan teaches children about sex. And in America, we're afraid to do that. We're, we're afraid to answer those questions that the film poses. And we're afraid of our kids going to school and telling everyone that they, they, they saw about, they saw a movie about periods <laughs> I really like the teacher the way the teacher presented it. She was, she's like, "Okay, class. So today, you know, we talk we're talking about boys and girls, and you know, you're gonna grow up, and women, your, your girls are gonna start having babies, and your body's gonna change." Yeah, <laughs> it's just like very matter of fact. And the girls were like, "Oh," but then when they get into their little cliques and they start talking, and then the one girl's like, "You shouldn't tell the boys this stuff because then they're gonna mess around and make fun of us and all this thing." And it's it, but it, I just the whole that whole sequence was just so wonderful and i think that it, it, you're right dale it's it really does speak to our culture and the and the just the divide there with 
the way that kids are raised and brought up and gosh, I don't know if it would, you know, help to change some things uh, that we see, unfortunately, these days. But um, yeah, it's weird. It's weird yeah. to not be able to talk about it. And like, you should. It's important. We need right. to know. And, and, what, and what is, you know, what is the counterculture all about right now? It's about defining sex. It's about defining gender and defining who you are, right? That's all happening, and no wonder, you know, yeah. these are kids that are being raised by people our age, so. Everything is black and white, and we don't talk about that at the dinner table. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or we do, and we send a lot of mixed messages. Yeah. You know, like, women are equal, but men don't like this stuff and don't like to talk about this stuff and aren't interested <laughs> in how women's bodies work. Yeah. Except that's women, all we're interested in. Women are equal. Why are you keeping this a secret? Shush, shush. <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah. If you if you watch this this movie and are are still misogynist, you, that there's no hope for you. There's no turning you around. So. Uh, I I tend to I I tend to use misogyny and humor because I tend to think that my audience thinks like me and understands that I'm only saying it because I don't believe it because it's the most ridiculous thing I can do at a certain point or I'm watching an old movie where there's obvious misogyny going on and I'll you know start saying that's how the patriarchy works dear you know that sort of thing. <laughs> um but uh, yeah, you know, uh, my kids aren't gonna aren't gonna see the distinction. They're gonna think a lot of my jokes are outdated and corny and stupid and wrong <laughs> when they're older, and that's okay. We did the same thing, and we're still fine, and our parents survived, and it's all good. Oh, you're gonna get canceled so bad. <laughs> so. So, so yeah. Dale, based based on this, uh, sorry, go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was just gonna say, enjoy it while it lasts, Dale, because Neil still wants to watch movies with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I have to, I have to enjoy it. I have to um, share what I enjoy with him and let him decide for himself, you know, what works and what doesn't. So that's part of uh, it's part of raising a kid. It's the part they don't talk about. Um, so as far as movies that are like this, I mean, yes, Grave of the Fireflies, another excellent Studio Ghibli movie. Um, my favorite Studio Ghibli movie is actually Whisperer of the Heart, which is kind of like a prequel to this movie. It's, it's about young people falling in love, but also trying to deal with how their futures are going to take them apart from each other. And it, it all happens over the course of a two hour movie that feels kind of slow for a romance, but it's slow for a romance because it's telling you a lot about romance. Um, and uh, speaking of uh, uh, J- the Japan uh, throwing 
U.S. pop, pop culture back at us in unexpected ways. Uh, that movie features the song Country Roads by John Denver. Um, I think more than once, if I remember right. They, they play it and talk about it. So There's, uh, there's something universal there. Um, you know, it, it's interesting you like Whisper of the Heart because that is one of the very few movies that Studio Ghibli did uh, that was not done by Miyazaki. Uh, <clears throat> Miyazaki or... Um, Takahata. Takahata, yeah. Right on. Like that and The Cat Returns. And then when Takahata passed away, I think Miyazaki's son did one or two. Yeah. So, Aaron, it's your turn to suggest. What would you like us to watch next week? So, went back and forth over a couple movies, but I decided on a Cronenberg film. Um, but his son. Uh, one of my favorite movies of 2020 uh, called Possessor. Uh, Possessor follows an agent who works for a secretive organization that uses brain implant technology to inhabit other people's bodies, ultimately driving them to commit assassinations for high-paying clients. All right. Well, that sounds interesting. Thanks, everybody, for the discussion on Only Yesterday, and thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you on the next Deeply Discussing Movie Podcast. Thank you.